0: I always find it quite amusing that we place our dreams, the things we value, into other people's hands, other people's words, other people's minds, and we just give it away. We just give it to them and say, you have the power over my dream. And I think if I can tell my younger self something, it would be, be like a lion. Protect your dream.
1: Hello and welcome to the Write the Book Inside You podcast, tips, tools, and interviews for coaches and healers like you who want to write a nonfiction book to boost your visibility, clients, and cash flow while making a difference. I'm your host, Carol Westmore, a multi-published author and energy psychology tapping book coach. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome Tanya de Villiers to the Write the Book Inside You podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here and to hear your take on finding your voice and being a writer in the world. Hi, Carol. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. To start off with you from South Africa, currently working in Saudi Arabia with your family. Let me backtrack to your CV, so to speak. You're an experienced consultant in the human resources industry. And your company specializes in, amongst other things, coaching, psychological assessment, human resources support, and accreditation for psychometrics. Now, we met in South Africa, Tanya, through energy psychology and the use of it to empower and care trauma etc but before that apparently which I didn't really know you had been working in England and you were registered with the British Psychological Society and certified in MBTI which I've come to know is the Myers-Briggs personality indicator and the fact that you're also a published author and have an honors degree in clinical psychology and a master's degree in human movement makes you a very erudite person to speak to. And yet we both know, and I'm sure you're happy to share that even with all our knowledge, writing from the heart and getting our message into the world can still be a challenge because of inner blocks. So would you like to start with telling us about maybe your journey as a writer? Because that's
0: where I first met you. Writing a book has been a dream since I can remember. Writing a book, there's so many people that tries to convince you it is difficult. It's difficult. It is unattainable. You must be of a certain caliber to get your books published. And basically on this journey from a young adult, all the way up to my, really, I've got an idea, I'm writing my book. There were so many things that also happened. For instance, people criticizing the topic you want to write, people telling you there is certain things that's not really a need in the public eye you know it won't work I studied kinetics, which is almost like biokinetics but with children mm. and during that time I kept a journal and in this journal I had over oh, 200 poems short stories One of my lecturers, I actually gave it to him and said, okay, tell me what you think. Is this something I can pursue? I think his reaction was surprising because one of my favorite, personal favorite poems, he said he didn't really understand. To me, it was, what do you mean? (laughs) This is not as if it's something that's you hiding in the text. It is there. Second thing he told me is everyone can publish it, but poetry is not really... Something people buy these days. And to me, that was, firstly, my goal was, if I have 100 poems, that will be my book. And I ended up having over 200. Then because of that, I just didn't even pursue it further.
1: Yeah, so that is an example of someone who has authority and it can go back even to childhood, particularly. But in your case, you were already, what, in your 20s or in your late teens, studying at university, authoritative figure telling you, "Mm," just sort of dismissing it. Mm -hmm. Even though the words were, it won't sell, that was like, you're not good
0: enough to do something worthwhile. Am I right? Exactly. And I think the biggest challenge... Anyone who wants to write a book, you're putting yourself out there. You are opening yourself up for criticism. You are opening yourself up for people to have a peek inside of you. And that thought is quite daunting. Do you really want people there? <laughs>
1: yes, I think that does come up for people writing a transformational book. And even if you, as you say, writing poems, particularly, they obviously come from somewhere and they're obviously revealing who you are. And yes. so there's always that element of how much do I want to come out from behind my shell? And I think in your case, and we can say how EFT and matrix re-imprinting, which is an emotionally healing technique, it also tapped into maybe a childhood of being quite an emotional person and it wasn't really the done thing to express your emotions. Am I right in that? Was that as you peel yeah. back the layers of because we did a therapy um, on the stage, would you say that this, and you found obviously because that's your speciality in psychology, that these traumas happen early on and they can set up beliefs that aren't helping us in life, much less in writing
0: can't really tell you let's pinpoint an event and say it is that there's many traumas and things that happen even though it is not according to public justice a traumatic event Mm, anything mm. that causes a trigger that causes an emotional response can be a trauma that Mm. basically sits in your cell memories and you remember it as that. And the more those things happen, the more resistance you build up or the more strength you build up for a specific belief. For instance, I cannot express myself Mm. or I am not good enough. So just by identifying certain things that you never even thought could have been a traumatic event, can actually keep you from obtaining your goal exactly so you might say
1: I'm procrastinating about writing my book or when I sit down to write I don't do it and it's gone back in a drawer and I'm a failure at this goal and in fact on the day that we encountered a session with you on the stage it was teaching matrix goals reimprinting, where it's obvious to me as a coach and therapist that people are not blocked by their willpower failing We understand that we that someone said to you, including siblings or a teacher degrees of trauma, but it can be a gentle laugh that someone has over something yeah. that's important to you. The day that we did the therapy, the Matrix Goals Reimprinting, which is saying that what are the goal stoppers to writing a book? You had actually in the workshop where we were doing emotional techniques had lost your voice totally and this is kind of a symbol isn't it but as the person doing the therapy with you i realized you were able to tell your younger self it's not true that's just the way that person perceived things at that time but i'm telling you it doesn't have to be that way correct it is it was part of it yes And after that, what happened? I mean, I love to tell your story because you like the poster child. You've written eight books, I think. And, you know, your first book, tell us just about how that came about. And it has to do with finding the voice of the person you wrote the book about. Let's please go back to that book.
0: My first book, I think, in that specific year, you know, every single year we have a theme in our house. We have a theme. And I think that specific year was to act on moments of clarity. And mm. it was the 1st of January. And I had this idea and it woke me up. And I got out of bed, made myself coffee. And I said to my husband, This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a 30 day therapy session with this little boy. And this is my plan, not really even thinking that that is going to be my first book. Mm-hmm. At the moment of clarity, I'm acting on it. And from that specific event, so many amazing things happened. I met you. I had the opportunity to attend the Matrix Reimprinting with Carl Dawson. From that, after the therapy was done, after the sessions was done, I thought maybe this could be something I can put in a book because I had a blog that I wrote every day. What was the effect? What happened? What was my reflection of it? Uh, just hold on, Tanya. You and I both know it was a little
1: boy with cerebral palsy you were working with. And, you know, as a kinder kineticist, you had being called to help him because he had cerebral palsy. Could you just go a little bit more into what you were blogging about? As you did tapping, how were you helping him? Because he was bedridden and couldn't talk, correct?
0: He had cerebral palsy. He was, if I remember correctly, I think he was six or seven, was put into a care center. He didn't have a voice. And I think that was subconsciously something that drew me closer to him as well through this whole process of giving him EFT, some therapy, movement therapy, and then blogging what actually happened that day, showing progress. Mm. This little boy who had no voice, who didn't really had the opportunity to move, suddenly started to reach out to thousands of people telling his story. Mm. And to me, that was such an awakening. And through writing this book, I actually realized the book's name was, I think, EFT Encounters with a Trapped Angel. And it's still available on Amazon. Yes. So but you're and,
1: going uh, back to actually creating it from a blog after you cleared your block
0: to writing a book, correct? Yes. Yes. But through this realization, I just realized it wasn't him that was trapped, it was me. I didn't allow myself to have a voice. I didn't allow myself to just have the courage, firstly, to put it down on paper because I thought I did the blog for him. I didn't mind to do it. And, yes. that process, <laughs> and only realizing afterwards, wow, actually, it was for me, you know, this whole process was for me oh that's so so beautiful
1: i just wanted to stop and honor that i often say people ask the wrong question when they say will a book make me rich and it's often will this book change someone's life and as you write it you realize it's actually changing my life and that's what i'm hearing
0: when you have that sincere inclination to write a book it is not about oh this book is going into my library, it is going to change my world. But actually, you have obligation to write the book so that it can go into the, let's call it collective library of knowledge that is needed. And sometimes your book is just that little spark that ignites so many others and can change so many others I love that and you know
1: it really is what write the book inside you prompted me in the first place to ask others what is the spark in you and then you know obviously how has it affected others and i'd like you to share the result of actually publishing that book was that you were, you know, many EFT, other people noticed it, didn't they? And even Gary Craig interviewed you. And for those who don't know, Gary Craig is the founder, the granddaddy of EFT, emotional freedom techniques, as we all learned it. How was it being interviewed and knowing that your book could be helping other, what was it, mothers with
0: cerebral palsy or just people to find a voice? I think it was beyond my expectations. The call with Gary Craig was something amazing. And actually, I didn't think anything of the videos and what I was doing because I was doing what I had clarity for doing and I had passion for what I was doing. And Carl Dawson was actually the one that said to me, Tanya, you must send this video to Gary Craig. And I said, okay. and didn't really think much of it. And when he actually phoned me, you can almost say starstruck, it was completely unexpected. Then I only realized the need there is for people to actually say, you know what, this subject hasn't been explored. There's so many things that we don't really know about what happens when we release trauma from the body, from the cell memory. I think also the realization that the opportunities and the healing was limitless.
1: So part of what you did was also like surrogate, wasn't it? It wasn't physically, like we know, tapping. I'd like you to just explain, and that will take us onto the power of intention and thought. How did you work with that little boy in that sense? Um,
0: I mainly worked with images, and that entailed me using my empathetic skills and just tuning in and seeing what is needed. What is the next place that we must work on? To me, it was very strange. And at first, it wasn't something that I shared with anyone because I really thought they're going to think I was mad. After actually speaking to other mothers with children with cerebral palsy, I realized this is actually how they communicate to their children. Mm. And this is how they realize what is needed. What are they feeling? Where is it hurting? And it's pretty much what mothers do with babies. You know, Mm. you try to tune in to really see what is needed. And to me, it it felt strange, but it's something we use every single day. You tune into people that you work with. You tune in with people that surround you in therapy. All these images start to make a picture. And this is exactly what surrogate tapping is. You tune in and you are willing to firstly release for someone else, process for someone else, and let the trauma go for someone else. It's almost like a prayer.
1: Power of intention and the power of our thoughts is another topic. When I
0: asked you one of your favorite books, do you want to share? I actually have two. I need to mention both of them. Because okay. the first one, Think and Grow Rich of Napoleon Hill, reiterated thoughts are things. And what we think change our environment or subject us to the environment without even knowing that we are really responsible for it and that is exactly when you start to think I am not good enough I can't write people that cross your path is going to emphasize that thought until you realize it and you take it away from your mind and change the perspective or the perception and Mm -hmm. that is where Man's Search for Meaning comes in from Viktor Frankl. He has a beautiful quote. Your freedom that you have is the thoughts that you think. And no one can take responsibility for that except you. So even if your external environment is not positive and conducive, your internal environment cannot be taken away from you. Just creating a space for yourself to flourish, to fly, to see possibility where there is no restriction, that area is what we must kindle, we must make it grow, we must make it special. In doing that, it changes our outside environment as well. It changes the eyes we see the world with. That is so important. We
1: have the thoughts and the intentions, but we also have the emotional triggers, which how do you see that? That also can be stifling the flow to the thoughts. Am I right? That's how I understand it. Until we find some of those blocks, those traumas, which shut us down, we sometimes kind of constrain from our thoughts having power.
0: Definitely. And I think what makes it sometimes difficult is the fact that it is stored in the cell memory mm. and getting rid of that trauma in the cell memory. I mean, if I play you a song and it was something that happened that was significant, you can recall the smell, you can recall what you heard, what you've seen, anything that encompass that song and that is exactly the same with trauma in our body so although we have power over our thoughts there might be some I want to call it lies that keep us from singing the truth so there's always the truth and then there's the perception so what we do with these two still up to us what do I want to see What am I seeing and what is the truth? Am I a being of endless possibility? Am I someone that falls with every stumble? And, you know, another quote, once you know your why, the how doesn't really matter. And I think for each and every one to answer that question, why do I want to do this? Or why am I doing what I am doing? And really just emphasizing that in your life, then how you obtain it or attain it doesn't really matter. You know, we have the set path that we set. I must get a degree. I must do this. Then I get a job. And then I. So we make our own path according to what has been taught to us. Mm -hmm. But when we feel passionate about something, that path might change in an instant, you know. Yeah, and I
1: think to go back to your first book and the subsequent books, which you then wrote, and, you know, from someone who just had the dream, you certainly continued to allow your writing spirit, your heart to produce other books. We want to tell us
0: about your other books. Oh, yes. I think what inspired me to write these books, someone once told me that if you can explain your concept to a three-year-old child, you know you are completely aware and an expert in your field. And I truly believe that. I believe that if you can take complex situations, complex theories, and break it down so that even a child can understand, that is when it starts to have value. But the moment we keep the theories up here we keep it only for a selected group Mm -hmm. a group that speaks the same language so to me it was very important that my child and she was three at that stage or four actually that she can understand what it means to have a bully inside of you it doesn't mean you are a bully it just means that you have given the bully power inside of you So what's that book called? Let Go of the Bully. Okay. So
1: you were bringing what we've been talking about at one level down to a child's level to show her about the power of what her intentions, her thoughts, and the reality that is coming towards her
0: and not being a victim herself. Is that right? Yes, definitely. And also teaching them how important it is we need emotions emotions good or bad we need it emotions is actually good to have and once you understand your emotions you won't shame yourself for having them yeah that's a big thing isn't it that maybe our society also
1: I don't know whether more in South Africa than other places in the world but there was a whole generation where you know expressing your feelings too strongly was not really the done thing for children was that what you're saying and yes. continues at school as well I'm sure you know to, yes, to, definitely. To keep. so when you wrote a book series for children using some of your knowledge as a psychologist and as that movement therapist is that right yes and, and yeah and then about where you are now working in Saudi Arabia
0: and how that's come to be got gotcha. here in a very surprising way Carol And (laughs) it was very unexpected. My husband, an unfortunate incident happened. And that basically just changed our future view. And we said, okay, we're going to Saudi because our family is not going to be apart. And my husband can't work there. And I work in South Africa. So we basically packed up, sold everything and moved. You know, it was so freeing. And it was so frightening because firstly, everything that we thought defined us or defined me, you know, my business, what am I doing, my reputation, my books, all of that, not even to speak about the possessions, you know, the possessions you had. I think my greatest gift was to come to a new country with nothing and just to say, you know what, I've got a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. Who am I? And I must tell you, it is almost like standing naked in public (laughs) because you must reassess who am I, what is important, what do I know? Yes, just go with that and see who you truly are. So you have then moved, morphed into
1: this role with HR, but in your heart of hearts, are you
0: still a writer who's writing a book? Tell us about that. I think one is always a writer. I don't think it's something you can lose. I actually moved my focus from energy healing or coaching theories more to a fiction book. And it is actually quite interesting because you must write your character's personality. You must see where they stand, how they look, how they dress, how they compose themselves. So to me, it is so fun. (laughs) And it's a new
1: direction of your writing. But it's funny, we were talking earlier about your expertise in the Myers-Briggs personality assessment. And you Mm. said something that's made me quite curious to explore can be not only applied, and you can tell us maybe the four types of personality that are identified, I know it's based on the work of Jung, but then developed and used in business. But what about as a writer, as perhaps a fiction writer? Just let's explore that. What are the four types of personality and how would you as a writer define yourself and others? And then how would you use it for your characters?
0: I think for a writer, I am not really a big fan of putting people into boxes, Carol, but... What is fascinating to me about developing characters is, are they extroverts? Are they introverts? Are they thinkers or feelers? You know, are they sensors or intuitives or judges or perceivers? And to me, that is quite exciting to just say, okay, I am going to put my little character into that box, but also according to your own personality. And what would you tell your younger self when she told you, I want to be a writer? Firstly, I think what I will tell to future writers and to anyone who wants to write. A few years ago, had a group of aspiring young writers, which were between the ages of six and 14, I think. It boiled down to just do it. If you want to write a book, just do it. You know, as easy as that. What I will say to my younger self is be more determined, be more fired up, passionate, driven, do not be so easily swayed and just go for it. I always find it quite amusing that we place our dreams, the things we value into other people's hands other people's words other people's minds and we just give it away we just give it to them and say you have the power over my dream and i think if i can tell my younger self something it would be be like a lion protect
1: your dream it really morphs in with your Lionhearted series. So thank you, Tanya. I've really enjoyed speaking to you today on the Write the Book Inside You podcast. And I wish you all the best with your own life and developing your characters in fiction or nonfiction. Because I believe as time goes on, you may have other books inside you. So thank you again for being here today with us. Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Want a free gift to inspire you further on your book writing adventure? My free checklist, five book hook tips to kickstart your book writing journey will help you get clarity on the key essentials to make your book a winner. Download it at writethebookinsideyou.com forward slash free gift. The links are in the show notes. Until next time, a big virtual hug and keep writing.